Welcome to Bitch Talk. I'm your host, Erin, here with my co-host, Ange, a.k.a. Captain Party. And over the last 10 years, we've been elevating marginalized voices through interviews and events. Sometimes over a glass of whiskey. But if you're thirsty for more bitches, find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com and follow us on Instagram. A big thank you to 48 Hills and our listeners for voting us Best of the Bay Best Podcast in 2022. And now, on with the show. Salute. Cheers. <laughs> I'm noticing a trend with these basic bitches. Something in the air. Something in something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> no, we are happy to be broadcasting live from another spot in San Francisco. We're really lucky to be invited here uh, for a special evening in late June, just a couple of months ago. And we're back, um, bringing some friends along to share with them Old School Cafe, which is located in the Bayview neighborhood of San Francisco. And um, I'm just going to read what they have on their website, because I will goof it up if I don't read it verbatim. So Old School Cafe is a faith-based violence prevention program that provides job training, employment, and a second chance at life by way of the 1920s speakeasy jazz restaurant run by at-risk, formerly incarcerated, and foster care youth ages 16 to 22. Um, once you walk into this spot, it is like crazy. It's like <laughs> crazy. being transported yeah. to a different time, to a different city. Yes. We could be in New Orleans right now. Yes, it feels very New Orleans-y. But everyone from the kitchen staff to the servers to the front desk to the band, they're all, uh, it's all run by these youth, yeah. by the youth, and it's, they're so talented. Like, and you can probably get a little taste of the band, hopefully. Yeah, they're kids playing behind us. They're so good. <laughs> they're so good. Um, man, I needed this today. I was in a funky mood, Ange. Yeah. Just have to tell you what. There's been a lot in the air. <laughs> you know what I think is funny? All these really cool things are happening to us. I feel like we need them because yes. otherwise we'd be, we would not be afloat. Let's be honest. No, I <laughs> just to be completely honest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but this is gonna be a fun night. We're invite, inviting a couple friends to join us for dinner here, uh, and to sh- spread the word at Old School Cafe. And um, I do want to say something about earlier this week, too, that lifted our spirits, and we keep talking about it. Uh, Ange and I, my husband, and a group of friends of ours got to see the uh, return of the concert film Stop Making Sense to the big screen, in fact, to the IMAX big screen earlier this week. And uh, I've seen it a few times. My husband, husband has talked about this concert film, and we've seen it multiple times. Like I think he brought it up on our first date. So... I surprised him with this for one of his birthday adventures, and he had no idea what we were doing at the theater when we got there. And it's funny because he had talked about this coming out earlier with a friend of his, so I was worried he would know that this was what we were doing, and he didn't. And um, we were in a packed IMAX house. And there was a big group of us. There was yeah. seven of us? Something like Something that. Something like that. Yeah. And uh, for those that don't know, Stop Making Sense is a 1983 concert by the Talking Heads. And they are basically performing their show that they did every night on tour. Yeah. And there's, I've never seen anything like it. No. And it's directed by Jonathan, the late Jonathan Demi. Um, Silence of the Lambs. Have you heard of that movie? <laughs> and um, it's a multi-camera shoot, which was unheard of, basically, in the 80s. And the beautiful thing about 
not only the Talking Heads, their music stands the test of time. There's still no band like them. No. But this concert was so unique in yes. that it starts off with just David Byrne alone with his guitar. And then with every song, a new band member comes out. Yes. And you have to watch it to fully experience what that feels like, especially yes. on an IMAX. It's just there's like a build-up. It's, it's a full-on story arc. Yes. For a film. Yes. Even though you're watching a concert, you're fully watching a film with each band member be, being a, a separate character. I, I was joking that we, we should all be like, okay, who would you be in the band? Because yeah. they're all such distinct characters. Backup dancers, singers, for sure. And that's, that's, outfits, my, that's my jam. The, the outfits. outfits were oh, just as memorable as the music. Classic 80s, but also it's like, you know, everything comes back. It's stuff you wear now, mm-hmm. basically. And, and it's IMAX. It's not just a regular theater, so it just is that much more powerful. And there were people in the audience dancing, yes, which was really cool. In the aisles. I'm glad they weren't in front of us, but it was cute to see on yes, the side, yes. sides. We and were doing a lot of chair dancing because the IMAX chairs go back and forth. They rock. So. Oh, we were bouncing the yes. whole time. Yes. It was super fun. Yes. Yeah. And I think, I can speak for all of us, we've all been listening to the Talking Heads ever since. Yes. <laughs> the entire week. Well, what was crazy, too, <laughs> is that Jeff listens to the Talking Heads a lot, but like leading up to going to the show he kept listening to them and I'm like he knows he totally knows that we're going but I never said anything one day I think Monday when we went I was like how come you're listening to the talking <laughs> talking heads so much because it was weird and he's like because I love them and then we ended up seeing the movie and it was I don't know and it was my it, first time seeing it and for that to be my first time was stupid it so was good da- i was blown away yeah. yeah so highly recommend highly highly it's only going to be out for a certain amount of it might be a full week in imax uh, i think it comes out let me take a look things like this are also good uh for anyone that is maybe struggling or going through something nostalgia is really healing it really is. So to listen to an old band and be brought back to a time when maybe things were simpler or just for your own perspective, yes. it is very healing. You'll get out of your head for sure. Yeah. And you'll be dancing. But um, it comes out in IMAX on September 22nd, which this podcast might come out after that. So sorry, everyone. <laughs> um, and then September 29th, it goes theatrical, which means it'll be shown on big screens, but it just won't be on IMAX. If you can treat yourself to an IMAX screening of this concert film, go do it. But even I think seeing it on a big screen with more folks, what I was thinking is so is, much fun. Uh, if you if your theater has a Dolby, oh that shit vibrating on your ass. Oh oh, <laughs> remember the last one was a little thirsty. Sorry, so you're gonna yeah. really have to. I'm so get, sorry. Quench that thirst yeah, at some point. Yeah, I will. I'll Jesus, take a sip. I'll take happen. a sip and cool it's off. Happen. Um, so that was so much fun, and there were a couple of you in our group. There were more than a couple. There were four out of the seven that have never seen this film. Right. So lucky you guys. And I fucking love the Talking Heads. Yes. Yeah. It yeah. was special. Yeah. But we've been doing. We also went to a Giants game that we haven't talked oh, about. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, on <laughs> Filipino night. Yes. Which was. Yes. Which was fun. Uh, but I, the standout from that game was I'd never been to the four one five club. Neither had I. Oh, you hadn't either. No. Okay, I didn't realize Both that. Both our first times. Yeah. Well. We can still say that as middle-aged women. Correct. I'm proud of us. Yeah. We have a lot of first times ahead of us. Uh, I don't know. So I'd seen it there in the corner, but I didn't really know what it was. And you have to have a pass or I guess, are you You a to be part of the club, quote unquote. Okay. So we know someone who's part of the club. And uh, what happens is you get to watch the opposing team's 
uh, pitchers warming up, and you get to see their like fastballs like in person, and it's also ground level, so basically your center field. And it was really fun, except for some annoying people that like to razz the pictures and talk shit. Man. Yeah, it was a little testosterone. Yeah, a little, a little too testosterone. <laughs> it was too much. I really was like, I, uh, I'm good. I don't need this. Let me go back to Barbie. The view was really good from there. It was. But the though. guys yelling at the pictures was so obnoxious. I it's, was like, it's you know, it's childish. <laughs> it's really That's all I'm gonna say. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, very. It was yes, testosterone. Testosterone. dot com, but it was fun. Uh, also, don't buy the Pliny by the bottle there. It's uh, twenty two dollars. I found out. <laughs> uh, also, just remember to ask the cost of these things if you're at like outside lands or if you're at a Giants game. <laughs> yes, the Giants game was fun. I uh, there's something I wanted to bring up that uh, I think was in the last week. There was an article that came out that was bad-mouthing Martin Short. Mm, yeah. I didn't read it. It felt like clickbait, but I saw a lot of journalist friends uh, post. Slate. It was Slate. A was Slate it? article, I think. Yeah, okay. I think so. And it, was it asking, like, why is he still around? Why or? do we... Yeah, he's so annoying. Why do we still allow him to be on our TVs or something along those lines? Yeah. And, and sort of as if insinuating that it was an unspoken thing that everybody knew that he was annoying and it's like i think you're the only one dude well (laughs) and it's not but and it's just it's really journalistic bullying to me Mm -hmm. like from what we know and we actually have a friend that used to work for him who we used to work with at edelman robin oh she used to yes i don't know if she was his like pa personal assistant or like but i know she worked with them for a while i think Kind of, not that he's not, he's had like the second coming of Christ with murders in the building, only murders in the building. But I think when he was like, maybe not, what's the movie you really like? Which I did too. The Three Amigos? I don't think then, but like <laughs> after that, because she's like our Which, age-ish. Look, I'll admit it probably does not oh, stand the test I'm of time. The sure. title alone, uh, given the cast. And they're white, yes. Right. Yeah, um, that's, yeah. Correct. <laughs> but, but, you know, as a kid in the 80s, watching it with my sisters oh, and my dad, hilarious. you know, I could probably still do the move that I they do. do. Yes. Yeah, Let's of course. do it later. It's kind yeah. of, it predates the Macarena, but it's similar to the Macarena. It's very similar. Kids, if you're listening, <laughs> I don't know what kids listen to this podcast, but if you do, just Google Macarena and then watch, just do like Three Amigos on horses or something like that. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, problematic as fuck. But uh, no need to write, like, some bullshit piece about probably uh, one of the nicest people in Hollywood. One of the most beloved because yes. everybody is coming to his defense. And yes, people, everyone. And people that have been working with him for decades and people that are very valid current comedians today still so I'm um, also like of all the people in Hollywood to go after right now. Right. You're going after Martin Short. Exactly. Thank you. Let's look at the strike. Let's look at the people that are being shitty to everyone in the WGA and the SAG AFTRA and the anyways in the exactly, studios. Exactly, which leads studio us to heads. yeah. Drew Barrymore, so, uh, Bill Maher. Let's write hit pieces on that. Uh, and also Jimmy Fallon. While we're oh, on it, yes. um, while we're on this run yes <laughs> the run. it just yes a little bit baffles me and uh 
you saw Bill Maher's statement? Oh, I mean. So, okay, so Drew Bar- for those that don't know, um, Drew Barrymore and Bill Maher have uh, both decided that they're going to go on with their new season without writers, quote, unquote. Well, um, yeah, good luck. Which is interesting because, come on, somebody's helping with some shit. I'm sorry, Drew Barrymore is not just going to come up with all this shit off the top of her head oh, in the no, moment. no. Um, and what I loved about Bill Maher's statement was he said he's not going to, in to honor the strike, he's not going to be doing the bits that he normally does on his show, which he cannot do because he doesn't have writers. Right. That's why he's not doing it. He's right. not doing it to honor them. He can't do it on his own. He cannot write those bits on his right. own. So right. fuck off. Correct. And also, if you're so worried about your crew, you are so rich, pay them. Yeah, they had them. A, they had a lot worried. of different ways to um, not fuck the strike, and they they're choosing to basically put up their middle finger to the strikers, who are the people that work with them and for them. Well, and, and are like, we're just gonna do this. If you really think that your reasoning for your show to go on is worth it, then don't say you're doing it to honor the strike because. You 100% are not honoring the strike. If anything, you're making it easier for these networks, for these CEOs to to keep fighting back because they're saying the show can go on without them. Yes. So yes. fuck off. You're not fooling anybody. No. And I have to say, we um, we posted. Well, I did because I I'm in charge of social media. You posted media. in my honor. Correct. I told you with my mind to sure. post. Sure. So I just posted a picture of Drew. Barrymore, I'm showing Ange right now, and I just put hashtag scab. Mm-hmm. And I had someone, I'm not going to say who, because I like them so much, and I'm showing Ange right now, someone that sh- you don't know this yeah. person, but mm-hmm. they've worked in Hollywood for a really long time, and they messaged us and said, she has always sucked, and I'm like, ooh, I'm not surprised. Uh, on, uh, I don't, I, It might have been changed by now, but on, on her Wikipedia page, someone changed the picture to a big rat. To what? A big rat. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and a scabby rat. Apparently, as of today, she um, she has some kind of video apology, which I'm... It's just like, come on. Oh. It's just like the Mila Kunis... I was... T- oh, oh. We haven't yeah. talked about that either. No. And we're trying not to get too dark there? because we really want to highlight old school cafes. Yes, so. I do. But damn. Yeah. It's just too much is going every day. And every day. And person is like, really? You could have really just shut the fuck up. Yes. And just like sat there. And just don't. You don't have to say anything. Like, <sighs> like all Topher y'all. Grace. Shout out to Topher Grace. Well, Topher Grace's wife is the one that's, I guess, I don't know how, but like is supporting the victims. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If, I don't know who she is. I don't think she's famous, but has sided with the victims, basically. And he hasn't said anything. Good. Don't say anything. Don't need to say anything. Well, and... I don't know. There's a lot to say about that, but for those that don't know that Danny Masterson oh, has been... Yeah. I'm sorry. To, We're just talking yeah. about it like you know what's happening. <laughs> has been uh, Danny Masterson, who played um, Hyde on that 70s show and other roles, has been sentenced to 30 years to life for uh, being a rapist yep. in the early 2000s. At, um, for two women, but there was a third one that came out, but it, it was just for the two women, two. I believe, right? 15 years for one, to life for one and 15 years to life for the other. And it came out that Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis were two of many that wrote letters in support of him uh, to kind of get the judge to alleviate his sentence. And, of course, everybody's just like, really? That's fucking disgusting. And you know these people did not know that that was going to come out. They thought they were just going to do this on the low-low yeah. and be nope. okay with it. 
Nope. So in response, which maybe they should have just they should have just not said anything. Right. Uh, they put out this horrible video. Well, first of all, I'm like, we're not in the pandemic anymore, so you <laughs> don't you, have to look. Why you trying I should to say look sickly. that. It looks like a pandemic video that they recorded in like June of 2020. <laughs> yeah. First of all, and it was like, make sure you're not wearing makeup. Wear that ratty T-shirt. Yeah, you look know? like we just woke up. Mess up your hair. Yes. Yeah, it was so. We're bad. gonna sit on the side of our house outside. It was so weird. And also, when actors do this, I'm already like, you're an actor, so I just don't believe it, you know. But also, the acting was bad. Like it Mila Kunis, Kunis, Mila, Mila Kunis seemed angry. And I'm like, you're not a victim here. Why do you have this angry tone? Yeah. Like, calm down a little bit. Yeah. It was just very bad, and it totally was written by a lawyer. I mean, they may as well have been reading from cue cards. Yeah, they were totally reading. Their children were probably holding the cue cards behind the laptops. But I, but I do have to say that, like, I understand the difficulty of... I'm trying to imagine myself in their shoes. For If you, for example... It came out that you'd done this horrible thing and your mom asked me to write a letter in support of you. That would be a hard decision for me. Yes. But also, it's just, if you if you did it, if you fucked up, what else can I do for you? Right. I'll always love you. But you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, we're adults. Yep. And you fuck up and you pay the fucking price. Period. We're watching a lot of Seinfeld because... My husband, when it's our lunchtime, quote unquote, because he works from home and I normally don't work till later or whatever, he likes to watch MSNBC, <laughs> Deadline White House. <laughs> I swear to God, every episode or every time we watch it and turn on, it's about January 6th or it's about dump, which it's all, I get it, but it feels very obsessive from one network. All the networks, except for Fox, uh, are probably covering this. But so we watch this, and I mean, I, I'm interested in what's going on, of course, in the world, but I'm also like, there's so many other things happening in the mm -hmm. world, and this is why I left the news industry in 2003 or four. I'm just like, how are we so hyper-focused on one story all yes, of the time, 24-7, exactly. when there's there are people that are literally starving in this country. Anyways, don't give me my soapbox. It's true. The irony of the 24-hour news, news cycle is that you you would think that that means they could cover more, but they're just covering the same things, but for 24 hours. But for 24 hours. But this is why we are here today Yes. to cover something that should be on the news, and it should be on all of your radar, Yes. which is the old school cafe. Yes. This Thank place, you, Ange. <laughs> it's just... This is why we're here. This place should be packed. This place should have a 50-hour wait list every night. It's just special. If you've been listening to this music yes. in the background of children our horrible again, conversation. I'm just saying, children <laughs> are playing. Not children, but young people. Young adults. And we are so excited to be here. And you, the beautiful thing about this place is you can't tell that it's young adults running the joint. No. Like it is so professionally ran. They're dressed to the nines. They are the best dressed people here. And they're eager. They're curious. They're what kind of what you want out of young people. This is the future. Yeah. Yes. The last thing I want to just circle, circle to why, <laughs> what I was saying about MSNBC and the news cycle. We're, we're like, we need something to like turn our minds off. So it's either The Office, Parks and Rec, or Seinfeld. And to your point about like, if you, Aaron, me, if I did something and my mom had to write, or asked you to write something about me, there is an episode of Seinfeld where they're like, if 
you murdered someone, they all talk about like, <laughs> would you turn them in? Would you rat on me? Like, what would you do? So, anyways, it's some levity to everything, even though Seinfeld's very problematic. Very. Okay, well, you know, if you murdered someone, like, did they do something wrong? Was it in self-defense? Was no, I mean, if it's a... No, I'm just saying. No, look, I mean, I have some back, people buddy. on my list. Let's I'll have be your honest. back, buddy. As long as, you know, I feel like Can the intention Can you just get me out of the pure? country? That's... That's my specialty. Correct. I snuck around behind nuns' backs for yes. twelve years, so uh, yes. the cops are nothing. I just need, <laughs> I just need to get out quickly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Anyways, I'm your woman. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, I, old school cafe. If you're in the city, if, even if you're not in the city, if you're in the Bay and you're looking for a really special evening out, or if you're looking for a holiday party place, you could book this place. If I worked at a cool tech company and my boss was like, I'm buying out a spot and they bought out an old school cafe, I'm like, cool, you're putting your money where your mouth is. Thank, please and thank you. And I, I think if you want to impress someone, yes. maybe even a local who's born and raised here, I feel like take them to this place and they'll and they'll be impressed with you. Yeah. Take, yeah. take a first date here and you will get some. Yes. That's a bitch talk guarantee. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. We're going to we're gonna finish up here. Our dinner is going to be coming Not up soon. Not that you owe anyone anything for taking you out on a date. No. No one owes anyone shit. Right. <laughs> You're getting nothing from me. Anyways, I'm wrapping this up because we have dinner <laughs> coming soon. But we just wanted to have a little short basic bitch. Say hello to y'all. Also, maybe apologize for the last basic. It was late. It was late. We're at an event. We're at a bar. We're drinking, and we're ladies of a certain age, and uh, we should just be going to bed by nine, <laughs> after 9 o'clock, not recording a basic. Let's be honest. Um, but shout out to y'all. Thanks for listening. Thanks for continuing to uh, lift us up, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks for joining us on today's show. You can find more information about this episode in our show notes. If you're missing us, you can visit us at bitchtalkpodcast.com to sign up for our newsletter and buy us a cup of coffee. Did you know we're also on the radio? You can find us at bff.fm. And lastly, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. All the cool bitches are doing it. This podcast is a proud member of the bff.fm podcast network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. bff.fm, best frequencies forever.